Hello guys, and welcome back to another installment of Galley Stories, Stories of the Bering Sea and Beyond. I am your host, Mark Haler. You will hear quite a bit of noise today. Uh, we're sitting here on the gale and the on the aft stern deck and uh, recording for you today, but there is quite a bit of wind out there and the waves are kicking up quite a bit. But um, today I've asked uh, Jack Molin to come back with me today to uh, to for the special guest that we have. We have Lloyd Johan Johannesson. Yeah. Lloyd, how are you today? Good. And Jack, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Glad good. to have Lloyd here. Yeah, glad glad you got him to come on. Really yeah, glad you got him to awesome. come on. Yeah. So Lloyd, I'd like to start at the beginning. You know, so sure. you know where the beginning is, right? The seed. So let's start from there. Oh yeah. Well, I was born in New Bedford, Massachusetts. You know, that was the fishing capital of the East Coast. Then we came out here when I was about five years old, and uh, my dad started fishing in Alaska back in 1965, I think. So we're a fishing family. We just followed the fish wherever they go, you know. And uh, he started salmon fishing. Then we got into crab fishing, and I started fishing with them when I was probably about. 14, you know, and just going up for a couple of trips, you know. Doing salmon? No, uh, crab. My brother was a salmon fisherman. I liked the crab better. <laughs> what was the first boat you went up on then? Uh, it was actually the Sea Rover. And uh, that was back in, yeah, 19, probably 1974 or something like that. But then uh, they went on strike in Dutch Harbor. So... I think I, I think I made more money than anybody did, cause uh, I was out in the creek catching salmon, and I go sell them to the fishermen, you know, cause they couldn't <laughs> go fishing. You know? <laughs> so that worked out pretty good. And how how long were you on there? Oh, just that, oh, maybe two three weeks. Okay. You know, cause they were on strike, you know, so they were waiting to go fishing again, you know. So as soon as they as soon as they got the word to go fishing, they dumped me off on the dock and went out and started setting pots. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go from there? Uh, well, then I was on the Royal Atlantic for a while. My dad, he started this uh, salt cod business, you know, so we started dragging. And uh, we were salting the cod on board. And boy, you want to talk about grunt work. You know? well, explain the process a little bit. Well, what we did is uh, we had these machines on board that would, uh, they would uh, butterfly the fish and then we'd have to take all the fish and lay them down flat in big piles and salt them. You know, and then once we, uh, once we got the boat full, we'd take it in and offload it, you know. And I mean, it was tedious, tedious work, you know, because we just had to go, you know, day after day when after we day. Were you salting them and putting them in barrels or boxing it? No, we'd, we'd actually go into Squaw Harbor, you know, just out the sand point. And then... Uh, there was a Norwegian company that would come in with a freighter, and then we'd offload all that fish from this, uh, I think Peter Pan had a plant there, an old shrimp plant, and we were just using that for storage, you know, and then uh, the freighter would come in, and then we'd go out and do our next trip. And, no, it was... It was brutal, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was tough. Everybody that ever did it just can't describe how hard it was. Yeah. No, I know. That's why now when they start talking about tough work, I'm going, yeah. <laughs> a little, well, a little different now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how long did you do that? And then ah, Just for a couple of days, or a couple of years, I mean. we uh, Then we went back to Pollock fishing, you know, for midwater trawling. And uh, we did cod fishing, too. 
but uh, we didn't have to salt them, so that was <laughs> that was kind of cool. Just bleed them out, <laughs> put them yeah. in the tank. Bleed them out, throw them in the tank, and now was there was there much RSW then or no? Or is it yeah, well th there was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, we were we were all RSW in it, but uh, but it was actually uh, a lot better than salting, you know, because you'd have to be down in the tank, and then my dad that was his favorite meal you know with salt cod mm -hmm. so then here we come out of the tank and that stuff smells like crap you yeah know? we come in for dinner you know and the cook and have salt cod for dinner <laughs> and for you breakfast know? and for oh yeah a little oh, something God. for lunch yeah. oh, boy you want to talk about suffering <laughs> yeah that had to be some rough times what how old were you about that time no uh, i was about uh 18 19 and uh but you, you were raised around it so you just oh, were yeah. used to that kind of work ethic and oh yeah oh yeah well, my dad, I mean, you know, he always had a saying that, you know, on the boats, you know, he goes, uh, there's nothing to do, you know, and then you guys better find something to do or I'm going to find it for you, you know. Right, right. Sounds almost like that. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Yeah, right. Oh, mentality. Yeah. oh, yeah. Things yeah. were a little uh, stricter back then, too, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. Was he tough on you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, well, he was, <laughs> I can't even explain it, you know. I mean, you know. You can try. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> Didn't he work with Corey Ness on the yeah. East Coast? Yeah, well, Why him and. you tell that little story? Oh, yeah, him and Corey, yeah, they they worked on the East Coast together quite a while, you know, and uh, they were a scallop fishing then. Back and, in the Viking Queen days? Yeah, you know, and my dad, he wasn't on that boat, but, you know, him and Corey were actually cousins, second cousins, and Corey's wife was my dad's cousin. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, back then when they were scallop fishing, my dad. He had a nickname, and his nickname was Pickin. And in Nor in Norway in Norwegian, that means prick. <laughs> so then, uh, the reason he got the nickname was because when they were picking scallops, he'd always pick just the biggest scallops because they'd always have a competition to see who could pick the most scallops. Mm -hmm. You know, so he'd just take the biggest ones, and they could fill the bags faster. You know, right? But. Anyway, it, it, it ended up being more about prick. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. So after you got done uh, doing your salt cod and went on to do cod, where I mean, which boat were you on doing cod? Uh, I was on the Oceanic. Okay. How uh, big of a boat is that? Uh, about 123 foot. It's a sister ship to the Columbia yeah, that Jack has. Yeah, it's yeah. Markham. Mm -hmm. So I was on there for a while, and then. Uh, and then I was on the boat one night, you know, and uh, and then the uh, skipper, he called me up to the wheelhouse, you know. So I'm wondering, well, what the heck's going on now? You know, he goes, yeah, your dad wants to talk to you on the radio. You know, we had those uh, single sideband radios, and my dad had one in the, in the kitchen at the house, you know, <laughs> so he could always check on you. No, and he says, hey, he goes, uh, he goes, are you coming home soon? I go, yeah, I guess we're coming home here pretty quick. You know, he goes, well, bring your wallet. I'm going, uh oh, you know what's going on now? He goes, we're buying a boat. So uh, I got home and uh, we ended up buying the Storm Petrel, another Marco boat, mm -hmm. you know. And boy, yeah. he he leveraged me to the hilt, you know, because I think <laughs> we bought the boat, you know, and I didn't have any money. Well, I had the money I made on the Oceanic, you know, so all that went. So I was broke. You know? But you had a boat. But I had a boat, yeah. That's was that a 123? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it was a nice boat, you know. I, I was there for, shoot, from 1985 till just last year. Yeah, so I mean, uh, 
Yeah, made a good living with that. Yeah. Now, uh, I understand that that wasn't the only boat you owned. No, no. We had uh, the Commodore. That was actually uh, built in 1986, I think. 87. You know, and that was one of the first uh, boats Marco built for the Bering Sea in 20 years or something. And uh, we actually uh, did good with that. You know, then we got three, four more boats. Yeah, we had five boats total. Then uh, we bought the uh, Poseidon. And that was uh, my dad and my brother and I. And uh, we had Alaskan Pride. That was a nice, it was a Dakota Creek boat. That ended up sinking. And uh, Under bad circumstances? Or yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think it, well, what they're saying now is they hit something in the water. You punched a hole in the engine room and she sank, you know. So, so you get all kinds of stuff. They said there was a lot of containers floating around out there, you know. They had some uh, barge or something that had flipped over, you know, and uh, that's what they—that's what they're thinking, anyways. Mm -hmm. So you get all kinds of weird stuff. I know myself. God, I could tell you stories. That's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I remember on the Storm Petrol. You want to talk about Marco boats? You know, I had. Uh, we were delivering to the Northern Victor out in Beaver Inlet, so we had to go through Yanalga Pass all the time. <clears throat> and, uh, and, uh, geez, we, uh... You gotta describe Yanalga Pass, man. Oh, yeah. It's wicked. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got tide and wind and this and that, and it's, all, it's always, you know, just a real smoky place to be. You don't want to be there if you don't have to, you know. So... That was when the Alaskan Pride, they had some problems, so I had to bring a couple of nets in for my brother. And uh, so I had two nets on deck, and I had all the eight tanks full on the Storm Petrel, and then I was full of fuel, and uh, I got into the pass, and I got some snotty weather. And, uh, <coughs> oops, sorry. No, I turned around, looked at the looked at the deck to see what was going on back there, because, I mean, you could feel it was getting pretty heavy, you know. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the net reel on the stern was underwater. <laughs> oh. And, man, all I could think of was, uh, you know, just gun it. You know, just give it a full power, you know. So I just throttled it. And I'm sitting there just waiting. The boat's shaking, you know. And like I said, she's halfway underwater, you know. And, well, I'm just about ready to rip, ready to rip the seat cover off my seat with pucker factor you know <laughs> and uh, man I'm just sitting there freaking out and all of a sudden the stern came up but then the boat yawed and it rolled over to my starboard side and buried the starboard side and then we're and now we're not sinking we're listing you know and, yeah and all of a sudden I could remember was my dad turning into the list turn into the list you know so I just turned hard over to starboard you know and then we came clear the boat bounced up and well, then my heart stopped racing so bad, you know. But geez, I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna die. I mean, it was one of those things where you just freak out. How many guys do you have on board? Five. Five. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, uh, like yeah. I said, it was exciting, but you know, it was one of those adrenaline rushes. Yeah. Where, Is that where you had the Dutch door closed? Huh? The, the, the Yeah. Luckily, I had the, the back door. Yeah, we had the back door closed. Yeah. You know. So uh, man, I tell you what, it was it was freaky, but it was fun too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, who dented the bow in on that? Oh, that was my dad. Your dad did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, see, we went through that pass before that, and uh, we we're going to go through there, you know, and then uh, my dad said, yeah, always be careful when you go through this pass, you know. He goes, it's dangerous, it's tricky, you know. 
So then the first time we just bought the boat, we're running it up to Dutch Harbor, you know. And we got into the pass at the wrong time. Boy, he put, my dad, he put a big old dent in the bow on the boat. And I always left it there, you know, just to remind me that, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Left it there on purpose? <laughs> yeah. What did he hit? No, oh, it was just a wave. A wave. Yeah. Just a wave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it just crumpled it up really I've good. seen some wave walls, walls just curl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you'd think that the steel would be strong enough, but... Yeah. No. So you got no. you got all these years up there. Yeah. Right? Do you remember the scaredest you were ever... That was, that was it. That was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, because, I mean, I've been, you know, well, I've been on the beach twice. Not I, walking I, with your toes in the sand, right? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't driving when it happened, but I still got the shit scared out of me, you know, because, you know, I, I run up to the wheelhouse to find out what's going on, and you got this big cliff about 30 feet away from your bow, you know. And the skipper, <laughs> he was this old-time Norwegian guy. His name is Otilius. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and he's legend up there, you know, for cod fishing because he, he could catch more cod than anybody, you know. And we actually have a toe called the Big O toe because we call him the Big O, you know. And uh, and he was sitting in the wheelhouse there when we hit the beach the first time, you know. And, and I go, geez, what happened, you know. And, and uh, I started pulling out the survival suits, you know, because I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I just see this big cliff, you know. and. He goes, ah, he goes, you don't need to pull them out, young feller, you know. I go, what do you mean? What do you, you know, and I'm freaking out, mm -hmm. right? And he goes, well, he goes, you know, you could jump to the beach from here without getting your feet wet. <laughs> 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 oh, man, I about, you know, I didn't even know what to think, man. I'm just kind of going, are you shitting me? You know, oh, excuse me, sorry. Was that the Oceanic? Yeah, that was the yeah. Oceanic, yeah. yeah. And then, nine years later, almost to the day, you know, I uh, I hit the beach on the Storm Petrel in the exact same spot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I ran up into the wheelhouse, and I looked, and there's that flashing light there, and I go, you got to be kidding me. I'm right back in the same place, you know. And, I mean, it couldn't have been more than three, four feet away, I, I'm thinking. You Was know? there anybody trying to put on a survival seat that time? No, no. <laughs> No, not that time. I think we got lucky there, you know, because mm -hmm. I knew exactly what to do, you know, because yeah. we did it the last time. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, right I know. At the base of that light, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right there at the... Turning the, the corner. Yeah, yeah. collect the head. Yeah. 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 Holy smokes. So I've had my share of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, yeah. Well, that, with that many years up there, you know, you've, uh, you've seen and experienced stuff that a lot of guys today, they yeah. don't experience it. You know, safety has changed so much that... Uh, uh, boats don't get in, in trouble as much as they used to. Navigation's changed, and, yeah, and requirements and drills. Oh yeah. So um, looking now to then, what, what are some of the big changes that you think have impacted the well, industry? Well, the sur survival stuff, you know. I mean, shoot, back then when I first started fishing, you know, they had uh, the life raft. They didn't even have these inflatable life rafts, you know. All they had was like a supersized life ring. You know, it was just that same plastic, that orange, you know. And, and you know, there's room for three guys in this little thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, when I was 15 or 60, when I went up there that first time, you know, my mom made me get a survival suit, you know, just that, so I had one. You know, and they were brand new, you know. So then when I was sitting there with that survival suit, I was getting it ready, you know, and my dad's his crew you know they're all old timers you know and they said ah you're not gonna need that young fella you know and uh 
And I go, well, you know, my mom says I got to take it, you know. And boy, talk about <laughs> embarrassing, you know. <laughs> my mom, my mom says yeah, I got to take it. I know. I know. <laughs> did, did she make you? Uh, did she make you get? Uh, make sure you get it on within two minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. So I mean, she made sure of that, you know. No. So you know, then I was sitting there thinking, you know, I go, yeah, these old, these old codgers, you know, I go, I bet you, you know, if anything happens. They're probably gonna be trying to take that survival suit from me, you know. <laughs> right. They can be they can be men right now, but that ain't gonna that ain't gonna last forever, you know. Yeah. That's something I remember on your boats. It seemed like you guys always had one old Norwegian guy in there. Oh yeah. All the time. Oh yeah. Didn't matter. Working on deck it was amazing. Yeah. Well they did it too, you know. I mean that's the thing, you know. I remember sitting there, you know, we're fishing crab, you know, and they're telling me to slow down. You know, they go, yeah, slow down, young fella. You know, uh, they go, are you going to be old and crotchety like me here pretty soon, you know? And, you know, then you start looking at them, and some of them could barely walk, but they're out there running around. I mean, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. Just keep going. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they just kept working. That's all they knew, you know? So, I mean, you know, like I said, I wish I could be like them. You know, because now I'm all stove up too, you know, just from too many years out on the water, you know. You wouldn't change it though, would you? No, hell no. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, my life's the perfect life, you know, it's for, for me anyways, you know. What has it given you? Huh? What has it given you? Oh, a lot of, I mean, it, it's given me a lot of drive, you know, and a lot of uh, pleasure, you know, just, just for doing good, you know. My dad was an old Norwegian guy. And uh, Nor Nor Norwegians aren't very, uh, they're not very, uh, uh, you know, my dad, he doesn't, he doesn't give you, you know, compliments very often. Mm -hmm. So when you get one, you got to take it, you know. Right. No, I remember one time he said he was proud of me and, gee, I about fell over. Wow. You know, I just about passed out, you know, I mean, it was, but it was cool, you know. I mean, we always knew it was there, you know, but, you know. If he ever, had spoken word. Oh, yeah. If he ever came up and told me he loved me and gave me a hug, I'd probably, then I'd probably have a heart attack and yeah. die. You know? That's a tough era, man. That's how they were, you know. Yeah. I mean, you just, yeah, you just didn't uh, ask for too much, you know. A couple of uh, our recent interviews actually have said the exact same thing. It was, they? It was, they were just raised different, you know, yeah. uh, raised to not be prideful. Yeah. And, uh, and to... It wasn't a lot of uh, I love yous, but there was a whole lot of action showing that they yeah. loved you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I mean, if he ever said that, I'd probably freak out. So it was you and your brother and your dad mostly that, that yeah. owned these boats and operated these boats. And yeah. Yeah. And then we had a, <clears throat> we actually had a Northern Victor. It was a big fac factory processor. You know, they they parked out in Beaver Inlet. They're out in uh, in. Uh, well, we were actually right where the Bountiful started, or the Billiken started crab processing back, you know, in those days, you know. Chuck was telling me about it. It was kind of funny because he goes, yeah, you're right there where Trident started. Huh. I go, you're kidding me. I, I knew they were out there somewhere, but I didn't realize they were right there in, in uh, Abitanic Bay, you know. So that was kind of cool, too. So you've, you've grown with the industry. Oh yeah. So when you when you first started going up and fishing, you were you were doing some pollock and some crab. Yeah. How many how many pollock boats were in the fleet at that time? Oh geez. Well, we had at one time we had seven, you know, and then I think the whole fleet must have been I don't know fifty sixty mm -hmm. of, of the catcher 
boats, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you had all the factory trawlers and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. but I remember the, the Storm Petrol with you and Jimmy. You guys just yeah. spanked them. Oh, yeah. Back and forth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's when we started. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, you know, we were fishing for Alieska then. And uh, they had five boats at Alieska. And Unice had five, six boats. And Trident had five, six boats. And that was it when we started. You know, when you and I, that was back right. in, what, 80, 85 or something? Yeah, late 80s, yep. Yeah, because, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. Oh, it was nice back then. I heard you hold some kind of record on that. Well, I think they do. Yeah. They're not supposed to brag about it, right? Yeah, right. Right. I right. think they did 100 trips that year. The Norwegian uh, way, yeah, you shouldn't oh, yeah. brag about it, but yeah, so, yeah I've heard, well, it, I heard it was 100 trips. Well, now, since you guys brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we were humping it, you know. We had a lot of guys aiming for us, you know, but it was actually a good time, you know. Like I said, you got to gloat a little bit when you get a chance, you know. But mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. Jimmy and I had a good rotation going. I think we were doing about uh, six weeks on and six weeks off, you know. Splitting so you, captain duties. Yeah, so you always had somebody fresh up there. When you say Jimmy, Jimmy McManus? Jimmy McManus, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so that was the fun times then. I mean, that's when fishing was fun. You well, know? let's hear some of the fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got, let me think. Well, <laughs> there was no quotas, right? Yeah, there was no quotas. I mean, you we know, fished 10 months know, a year. Yeah, and there was no rookeries and there's, you know, and then the plants, you know, I mean, you had plenty of. You had plenty of time to deliver. You had plenty of time of this. You know, you didn't have to wait in line for six days to deliver your fish. We were just in and out. You know, and then uh, I actually had this one guy. When Jimmy and I, Jimmy had to go down to southeast because he was salmon fishing then. So uh, <clears throat> I was going to stay on the boat, you know, and fill in for his rotation, and he was going to pay me back later. Well, then uh, a good buddy of mine, he called me, and he was going to get married and he wanted me to be his best man, you know. So I said, well, you know, uh, uh, why don't we see if we can find somebody else? So we got this guy named Randy Ackerman. Hi, what's up? And Randy, he was a card. You know, he, we called him the sheriff of the Bering Sea. Because, you know, if you did <laughs> something, he'd, he'd be on you. Oh, he'd be on you like yeah. glue, you know. Mm -hmm. So I got Randy to run the boat. And, boy, the plant, you know, they called me here one day and they said hey you know you got to get this guy off the boat i go why he's catching too much fish you know because you know everybody run out about three hours or something like that well he'd go right out in front of town set the net and fill the boat up you know and then the rotation would get all screwed up you know and, and you know i think he probably delivered damn near just as much as fish as we did oh, you, yeah. know? you know and we had a couple of good we had a couple of good runs you know I think he might have been part of that hundred trip season too, you yeah. know. But uh, oh yeah, he was he was quite the guy, you know. How long did you and Jimmy split? Yeah, we were there for three years, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, and then Jimmy went to work for Trident, and uh, then I just took over myself, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you have the Commodore before that? Uh, yeah, Jimmy went on the Commodore for JV and or something. JV yeah, and okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause that's when we were JV fishing, or mm -hmm. after we started JV fishing too, you know. But that JV fishing was fun too, you know. You didn't even have to go into town, you know. But, mm -hmm. but you get kind of lonesome for town. <laughs> yeah, you miss those days. Oh yeah, we were we were out there one time on the Storm Petrel for ninety, 
what was it, 94 days or 95 days without <laughs> going to land, you know. So back then, how did you get your produce and how did you get your groceries? They well, just bring it out to you? No, the Japanese ships, they'd, they'd send over a little bag with all kinds of weird vegetables. I mean, it was funnier than hell. <laughs> you know, we'd sit there looking at it and wonder what it is. Is it a zucchini or, <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, you didn't know what it was, you know. Right. And then they'd send you a couple bottles of Japanese whiskey to make it feel better, you know. Right. And we made sure we made use of that. Yeah. You bet. So that was good. Yeah, you were you're on the days when when alcohol restrictions weren't even there, right? Yeah. I mean, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, back then. Yeah. 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 No, so, I mean we'd have a little nip or two or yeah. a few more than that maybe. But. Depending on how fishing was. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you talk about Randy, there's some characters that they're gone. Guys like Randy and Evan yeah. and. I mean, tell us about Evan. Evan blew out, what, three wheelhouses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the wheelhouse killer, you know. Yeah, this one guy, well, he worked with me for a while, then he went with Trident. Then he took out windows on three different boats. Yeah, it was the Pacific Viking yep. and the Viking Explorer. It was one of your boats. And then one of ours, yeah. Which Taking one? waves. Huh? Taking waves. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he didn't slow down for nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, the uh, flying cloud. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And the flying cloud's twice as high as most of them. Yeah, I know. It washed him clear down the stairs. Oh yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if we ever take any windows out on storm petrol, you know, I think oh, the whole geez. boat's going down. <laughs> no. But them windows are too high, you know. But man, I tell you. So, you, so you that, that time going through the past, that was the closest you came to. Oh yeah. To, yeah. You were puckered. Oh yeah, oh like I said, I was glued to the seat, you know. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, the most tired I ever saw this guy was when his processor caught on fire, remember that? Oh yeah. And you what? decided to go opie fishing. Oh. <laughs> well, let's hear this story. <laughs> it's a good one. Well yeah, well the processor caught on fire. Which, which one? Uh, the Northern Victor. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't process any Pollock. So uh, so then we decided, well let's go, let's go crab fishing. <laughs> You know, that crab fishing, holy smokes. Opie fishing too, you know, where you know, you got about a million crab to catch and sort and this and that. Well, I mean it was twenty twenty two hour days, you know. And uh, man, I tell you what, when I got back on the boat for Pollock, I was a happy camper, you know. <laughs> I tell everybody, you know, what they should do is have a law up there where anybody under 30 years old has to go crab fishing <laughs> and anybody over 30 has to stay on the pollock fishing you know then that way you get kind of a balance you know right yeah then you know have the old timers out there pushing crab pots you know most of the most of the pollock fleet's getting pretty old it is yeah not just the boats but the, the crew members on oh board. yeah well the last year i was on the storm petrel you know i was 50 yeah, I was 50 years old, and I was the youngest guy on the boat. <laughs> yeah. My whole crew was older than I was, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you need the guys that know what they're doing, you know. That's just it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So then you try to get in a few young guys, you know, and you break them in a little bit and have them work with the old guys, you know, and then that works out a little bit better, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because my dad always said, you know, he goes, you know, he always wants a crew with a strong back and a weak mind. <laughs> so you can train them, you know. Right. Yeah. Actually, uh, when we had when Jack and I were discussing uh, during his uh, his podcast, he pretty much said the same thing. He said, Those young guys can really learn. Oh yeah. And, and the older ones take a little bit more. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's always nice to have at least one old timer on board, you know, just so they just for the stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on the yeah. Well, I had uh, one of my mom's cousins on board one time, you know, and oh, he was Mister Clean, you know. Oh, he'd be yelling and screaming about everything, you know. And, I mean, I'd be in my skipper stateroom, you know. And, He'd, he'd come in there and he'd go, yeah, are you going to clean this place up? Or, you know what? You know? <laughs> and he'd start bitching at me for not cleaning my stateroom, you know. I'm going, are you kidding me? You know. No, but he was always that way. And so we had this kid on board, you know, and, uh, and we were making lunch one day. You know, we were fishing. And uh, so he just put out a bunch of bread and mayonnaise and, and uh, mustard, you know, and lunch meat and everything else, you know. So we had this greenhorn kid on board, you know, and, and uh, he makes a sandwich, you know, and puts the mayonnaise and the mustard and the butter and the whole thing on there, and then he puts the sandwich meat on there, you know, and then he licks the knife on both sides, and he puts it back in the mayonnaise jar. And my uncle just about threw a fit, you know. He goes, Jesus Christ, <laughs> he starts yelling at this kid, you know, about the knife. So then, so then uh, he throws the knife you know, in the sink, and then he throws the bottle or the mayonnaise jar in the in the in the garbage, you know. And then the kid looks at him, and he doesn't know what's going on, you know. So then here, <laughs> he makes another sandwich, and then all of a sudden he grabs the knife and he puts it up to his mouth like he's going to lick it again. And Magda's standing there just staring at him, you know. And then he goes, <laughs> and he wipes it on his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought Magnus was going to blow up. I thought he was going to lose it, you know. No, Magnus is still fishing. No, he's, no, no he's, yeah, yeah, Christ, he must be 85 years old. Now he's oh, back I, in Norway, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking your brother was Magnus. Now, no, what, no, that's, that's Norman. Norman, he's yeah. still fishing. Yeah, Norman's oh, yeah. still fishing. Okay. Yeah, he's out there in ADAC right now, mm -hmm. fishing cod pots. So. Yeah, I know. That sounds like fun. On oh. a 56-footer? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, no. I know. Well, he, he's a good fisherman, you know, my brother. He always had the hot, yep. had the hot seat, you know. I mean, you know, if you had 10 ton, he'd have 20, you know. Right, right. And there's some guys like that, you know. There's, I don't know, maybe half a dozen of them that, you know, they just, they could just drop the net on nothing, you know, and get a bag, you know, where the rest of us got to struggle a little bit, you know. <laughs> got to work. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So you were back. You were back in Dutch Harbor in the prime days of like the elbow room. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got any good stories from there? Yeah, I actually got a thirty-five-year-old son from there. <laughs> <laughs> Just found out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> from the elbow room or from, well, from Dutch? Well, might have a combination. Yeah, a combination. Yeah. No, but it was a good deal. You know, I, I tell you what, we had a lot of fun there fights and I actually got in a fight with a gal there one time you know she was she just come back she just come over to Alaska from the East Coast and she had a little trawler and she was gonna come out to Alaska you know and catch fish you know and boy she was a big woman you know big Nordic you know? and man I tell you what we got in an argument about something boy she just clocked me you know <laughs> I mean, just knocked me right on my ass you know? she swung first yeah oh yeah so then we were wrestling in the mud out in front of the elbow room you know? <laughs> like it was one of my finer moments you know? Jeez. <laughs> like, who, who won huh That's who won uh, i don't know 
Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> no kidding. Oh my gosh. How about you, Jack? You got you got any elbow room stories? You, no, you're you not, know you're not that guy. I was so green and, and uh, like I said, an engineer from Akatan doesn't know anything in Dutch. I mean, right. I don't know anybody. You know, I could talk to Lloyd for two years on the radio, but I don't know what he looks like, right? Yeah. So I went into the elbow room one time in my life, and for some reason I stepped behind the bar with my hat on, and I didn't know that was not allowed. Mm -hmm. This lady said, oh, you just bought everybody a drink. I said, why? <laughs> she goes, you can't step behind the bar with your hat on. I thought she was pulling my leg. I said, okay, I better get out of here. She goes, you better run. <laughs> I had her out of there, man. So, no. You still got guys looking after you for that beer. I'll tell you what. It's, uh, no, it was a different deal. Dutch Harbor was like the big city to the oh, Act yeah. boys, you know. So, Lloyd, you've seen it change over the years. When you when you oh, first yeah. started going, it was gravel. Oh, yeah. It was gravel runway. It was, uh, oh, yeah. Well, then, there was, you know, when I first got there, there was nobody even lived over on the other side. There was no bridge. Right. And nobody even lived on the uh, Dutch Harbor side. Mm -hmm. You know, well, there might have been a couple of people living over there. But, I mean, you know, Unalaska was the place. Mm -hmm. There was a little ferry. Yeah. To get over to the elbow room. Yeah, they had a little, I don't know, it was, I don't know. 80 foot, yeah. 18 foot, 20 foot ferry, you know, and you know, you just bounce back and forth. And that's where I made a little bit of money too, because I had a skiff, you know, so all them old Norwegian guys, you know, they'd call me, you know, and then I'd drive them back and forth, you know, and so I made pocket money, whether they were working or not, you right? Know? So it yeah, worked yeah. out pretty good for me, yeah, no kidding, <laughs> yeah. You know, one your brother brings up is our Christmas in Akatan. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Oh, I know. Yeah, it sure was fun, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. What I remember of it. Yeah. 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 Let's hear about Christmas in Akatan. Yeah. Well, that's where we were cod fishing at Christmas. And uh, yeah, we're all sitting We're all sitting in town, you know, and we're trying to decide the weather's going to be snotty. And so then we said, well, let's, let's stay in Christmas. You know, and then we'll go out tomorrow when the weather's going to be better, you know. So we had a big party in town there, you know, and uh, got all the skippers, you know. The whole cod fleet was in, you know, so we were having a great time, you Only know. Only the guys that were yeah. there at Christmas. Yeah, that right. was that was the fleet. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had one guy, you know, we actually kind of messed him up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we had, well, this one guy, he was running to Half Moon Bay, you know. He decided he wasn't going to party that night, you know, and he was going to be the first one out fishing the next morning. So, uh, so you know, we waited till about two o'clock in the morning, and then we snuck into his stateroom and turned off his alarm clock. <laughs> and then we kept, then we kept partying, you know. So then here the next morning, we all took off and left, and we left him at the dock. <laughs> 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 so then he didn't get out there till like three or four hours wow. later, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, know. It was the first mate's day that yeah, day. Yeah, mate's day. Yeah, that's right. None of the skippers got up when it was time to tow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, First yeah. mate's day. Yeah. So we gave them a chance, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, let them break their teeth in a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not especially when they're hung over. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, cod fishing, you know. I remember, gosh, when I was working on deck, you know, you, you didn't want to go into town very often because, you know, here you are, you know, having a full hangover, and you got to go out and bleed cod, you know, and you got mm -hmm. blood squirting up in your face, and, you know, mm -hmm. there's blood all over the place, you know, and, oh, boy, I tell you what, I don't know how many times you'd get sick, you know, just, well, we endured it, just so we could go out tomorrow night and go to town again. You, you bet, you bet. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time we left here, six or seven boats, I think we were in the back, 
to go up the inside passage, and your dad was leading. Oh yeah. Uh, and we're gonna go up and get you up in up in Ketchikan. Yeah, right. You were gonna fly in. Yeah. I came to find out two two days later that your dad hadn't looked at a chart the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't need to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the whole fleet was following him. He had just done it for so long. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he'd make Lloyd do it with. Yeah. Looking at just the lights and all that stuff, right? So well, that. That, that's when he'd quiz us, you know. So then we had to sit there, and he wouldn't let us look at the charts. He wouldn't let us do this or that. You know, he'd go, okay, follow the lights, you know. Mm -hmm. Then we couldn't use the radar. He'd turn the radar off on you just to mess with you, you know. Mm -hmm. So then you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, where was that rock at? <laughs> you know, probably you're... helped you later on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it did, you know. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that navigating was fun, you know. I mean, once you got into it, you know, and, and I kind of kick myself sometimes, too, because, you know, I was in my daughter's class one time, you know, for that uh, what your father does thing. And uh, I told her class, I said, you know, I go, I, I flunked trigonometry and geometry and all the math classes, you know, for that. You know, and I said, you know, I wish I would have learned because that's exactly what you needed for charting on the, on the charts, you know. <laughs> So then them kids, I think they figured it out. But they all want to know who Captain Sig was. They, oh, of course. They didn't care about anything else, you know. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, living in the shadow. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's too funny. Of, of, of a younger man. Yeah. Too. yeah right. I right. Well, I told her in class, I said, I used to beat him up all the time when we were kids. Because, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. No, I did <laughs> Was uh, your dad from the same island, Carmi? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, Sig's mom and my dad—they went to school together. And uh, his dad, you know, lived—I don't know—half a mile away or something. You know. Wow. So I it mean, seems like every Norwegian I know, which is a lot here, yeah. here in Ballard, especially, yeah. is from that island. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I bet you. Well, I think they said there's like ten thousand Norwegians living here in Seattle. You know, and I mean, it must be nine hundred and nine thousand yeah. nine hundred of them here in Ballard. Then. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know. well, didn't you tell me there was a bunch of different tri uh, kings there or something? Is that it? on that island? Somebody told me there was different kings on this island. They're all fighting. There, there used oh, to be. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's actually on that Viking show. I don't know if you ever watch it, but that Harold the Fair-haired, they call him. You know, on that show, he was actually the Viking king. And he killed like thirty-two other kings, you know, to become to become king of the Vikings. You know, actually, actually Tor when he was on here said the same thing. Yeah, sounds like a king crabber to me. Yeah, right. Running down the guy's gear, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Do you, do you remember the first time you went to Alaska and how you felt? I mean, the the scenery, the yeah. The first time I actually went up there, you know, we just went on a trip from Seattle to Ketchikan with my dad. My mom was there too, and. And my brother, you know, and, and it was, what, two days, I think, or something. But, boy, we just had a great time. Inside passage? Oh, yeah. But then the best part was when we got to Ketchikan, because then they still had that, uh, oh, that seaplane, uh, the Albatross. Mm -hmm. And we got to fly from Ketchikan to Seattle in that Albatross. And, man, I, that that, that's a, the sister to the goose, right? It's a bigger Big. one. The bigger yeah. one, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, and that was the coolest thing. For us, you know, we were two little kids. I was only 10 years old or something, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the whole trip was fun. And, uh, you know, we got to go out and play in the crab pots. I was like a super huge jungle gym, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. So, how long have you been out of the captain's seat now? 
Well, about three years. Mm -hmm. You miss it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I still, I still want to go up there every now and again, but ah, my health, you know, that's what's really killing me now. Is, you know, all the, them old timers that were that were telling me to slow down, young fella. Mm -hmm. You know, I should have listened to them because now, jeez, I can barely walk half the time. That's <laughs> too much. Yeah. Well, you you first sane too, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I sane for four years, five years. Where at? In Sandpoint. Okay. Yeah, and that was back in the early 80s. That was back when it was hot fishing, too. We were making lots of money. I right? remember you were on the Oceanic, yeah. you were first saying, and you yeah. were just kind of all over the map, man. Well, yeah, I got that Norwegian thing going. Right. I got to try to make as much money as I can. Right. You know, I got to live the good life. You can't stop fishing. I know. Well, I mean, it was always the means to an end anyways, you know, because, I mean, I'll never forget when we moved to Seattle, you know, uh, we lived in a neighborhood just up in Richmond Beach, you know, and, and uh, we weren't making that much money. But then all of a sudden, that was the early 70s when, when the king crab fishing really started popping, you know. And then all of a sudden, my dad was making pretty good money, you know. Well, then all the neighbors, you know, they're going, oh, geez, we got fishermen living next door, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he shows up with a new Cadillac or something, you know, and then they all start, oh, maybe that fishing ain't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I remember your dad telling me he was buying a boat a year, him and Corey. Yeah, oh yeah. Unbelievable. Paying a boat off in a year. Yeah. Buying another one. Well, yeah, the Royal Atlantic. I think they paid it off that first year, that first season. You know, and, yeah. you know and back then the boats, I think uh, I think they paid $800,000 for that boat, you know, total. Paid it off in yeah. one season. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, now, I mean, shoot, you go to the shipyard. You know, and it's eight hundred thousand. You know, just to get your bottom polished. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's, it's expensive for sure. Oh yeah, oh it's yeah. Totally different deal. Yeah. What do you? Uh, what kind of advice do you got for young guys trying to think about going up there? <coughs> Go up there and kick some ass. You know, I mean, you know, there's always the opportunities. You know, you just have to take them. And I think uh, I was lucky because you know, well, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Because I mean, I was in a pretty good spot to get a job running a boat but then I couldn't just slough off you know and not do anything you know so I had to work my ass off too because sometimes a skipper makes his kids work harder than the other guys you sure know? sure and I know I got some of that I mean that first year I was fishing I was in the bait box you know and the guys they lost a pot on the block and he comes out and he starts yelling at me <laughs> And I'm going, I wasn't even there, you know, and he goes, well, you got to keep an eye on these guys. That pot's going to be yours someday, you know, and I'm just going, you got to be kidding me. Hey, and we got, I paid attention after that. You know? And we got Jack here who's been dragging his kid up there since he was six months old. Yeah. Oh, I know. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's kind of passing on the legacy. Yeah. He was willing. That's for sure. He's like Lloyd, yeah. you know, Lloyd was willing. Yeah. Well, even so. now you got to drag him back from Alaska. He said, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know. I mean, it, it's a really good life, you know. I don't even consider fishing a job. I, I consider it a lifestyle, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, and you can kind of intertwine that with your personal life and this and that and what have you, you know. But you got to be careful, too. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, it is a family business. I mean, with the crab boats and the trawlers and stuff, it's a little bit different. But, I mean, if you go up to Alaska, you look at any boat, any salmon boat, you know, gillnetter, saner, whatever. I mean, you'll see, and it's mostly families, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. It'd be nice if we could do that, too, but, you know, there's way more restrictions and shit like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got observers you have to have, and 
you know, different things, you know, that kind of makes it difficult for anything, you know. Right, right. You know, there's still a really big slice of freedom, though. Yeah. Like, oh, when yeah. you come out, when I would come out the bay, I thought I could go any direction. Nobody's yeah. going to tell me what to do, you know. Oh, yeah. Or I'll find some fish. I call Lloyd. He's going, what are you doing over there? I said, come on over here, man. Check it out. He comes in, fills up before I even get done, you yeah. know. Yeah. And he's laughing at me, like, what are you taking so long for? And it's so much fun. It's yeah. just like, yeah, oh. that was great, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. We discovered so many spots because we were learning, you know, just the grounds and the currents and everything else. It was fun yeah. memories, man. Oh, yeah. Great memories. Well, I mean, we didn't want to be sheep either, you know, and just follow the other sheep over the fence, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we go try different places. Everybody's going, what are you guys doing over yeah. there, you know? I mean, I bet you there's probably half a dozen spots at least, you know, where, no, you know, everybody drive by and they wouldn't even stop, you know, and... And, uh, well, we got this one spot called the Butt Cheeks, you know, right outside of Akatan, you know. And, and it's just two rookeries, you know, and it looks like somebody's ass. You know? Right. So then, uh, yeah, we'd be fishing right in between them things, you know. That's where Jack was talking about. Yeah. You know, and or I mean. Go down into the pass and turn your lights off. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, I mean, you'd have 30, 40 boats driving by you. They wouldn't even stop and look, you know. Mm -hmm. We would have stopped and looked. Oh, baby. Yep. But then we went to, uh, well, we went to all kinds of places. I remember one time, you know, we, uh, the Northern Victor was down in uh, Avitanic Bay, and there's a little pass that goes there down to the Gulf of Alaska, you know. Where's Avitanic Bay? It's, that's where Trident started. It's, it's just south of Dutch Harbor on the same island. So, so uh, you know, we were, you know, it was the Alaskan pride, you know. It was kind of funny because I, you know, we had a guy running the boat that just wasn't doing his job. So uh, my dad and my partner, they told me to go to take the boat out and go see what's going on with that thing. Because, you know, everybody's catching, you know, millions of tons, and, you know, and he's got like 40,000, you know. So, so you know, I went on the boat, and I said, well, let's go out. You know, we just dropped down to the south side, you know, and we'll set the nets out and take a look at them and see what's going on, you know. So I went out there. And I set the net out, and all of a sudden I saw a lot of sign on the bottom, you know. So I said, well, you better go, you know, once we get this net squared away, you know, we'll set the net and try it and see if it's working, you know. So then here, you know, we, we set one net out, and we got that all squared away, and then we saw that there was two bridles, you know, on each side, you know. And one of them was 40 fathoms long, and the other one was 45 fathoms long. But then instead of having both the long ones on the top or both the long ones on the bottom, they had one on each corner, you know. <laughs> so I said, well, that's going to be easy to fix the other net now. Cause, well, you know, some folks aren't going to know what you mean by that. Tell us what's oh, happening when one of them's Oh, yeah, in. well, on the net, the net's like a big funnel, you know, and, and the funnel comes up, and we have these two big, huge doors, we call them. They're like two big airplane wings that we hang off, hang off the boat, and they spread the net out. And then the net's like a big funnel. And the bridles are, are they're cables that are attached from the door to the net. So you have to have all four of them even, you know, all four of them the same. Mm -hmm. Well, we had, two, we had two nets with all four different, you know, uh, different lengths so on them. Really close them out. Yeah, so then, you know, one net would hang open this way, you know, and they'd be all cockeyed, you know, so the fish wouldn't go in. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we got both the nets fixed, and I went out and set the net, and I towed for about 10 minutes, and I got a full bag. I got, you know, 100, <laughs> you know, 100 ton in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this net's working, you know. 
So then I go, well, I go, let's uh, let's set the other net out, and then we'll get that one squared away, you know, and then we'll do that. So then I loaded a boat up there about three, four hours. <laughs> so then I called Jimmy McManus, you know, and he was on the Commodore then. And I called him, and I said, hey, I go, uh, or no, he was on the store patrol. I go, hey, you know, we're going to go on strike. I go, uh, I go, tell everybody to come into the ship, you know, and we're going to sit down here and have a negotiation, you know, about the price of the fish. <laughs> so he goes, what? You know, and I'm going, yeah, just get in here. Just get in here, you know. I go, tell everybody to get in here now. So then I got all seven boats to come back into Beaver Inlet, you know, so nobody would see us. So I said, okay, come on, let's go out to the south side. Man, there's fish up the butt out there. You know? <laughs> so we all went out there, and Jimmy, he got four, th- or four million pounds in about two weeks, you know, which is totally So you're, this is a big ruse. You're Secret, just calling everybody, spot. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about this. Yeah, this is, I didn't want anybody to find out about us, oh, you yeah. know. So then we were all gone for about, oh, a week and a half. Yeah, where's and, the Victor guys? Yeah, and then everybody started going, where's the Victor guys, you know. So Randy Ackerman. He hired a plane. The sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff, you know. <laughs> yeah. He hired a guy a, who was going right up front dumping his net, coming yeah, back and yeah, down. Yeah, 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 right. So he uh so he uh hired a plane to fly out there to find out what we're up to, you know. So then here he came flying through there and then there's two boats laying alongside the ship, you know, and with full loads on board. And all of a sudden he sees one of the boats coming in through that channel to the south. You know, and then he kind of figured it out. Oh, they're out there. So uh, next thing you know, there was 30, 40 boats out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just, found out. Oh yeah. So he, you know, he ran us out. You know, but I mean, we actually had a pretty good, pretty good go there for a while. Almost every one of these that I've done so far, which is, we're pushing a dozen at this point. Yeah. Everybody's got the same names. Everybody's got the same names. Everybody's got the. I mean, it's a family out there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Everybody's got a memory of somebody else, and they just keep crossing. This is yeah. this big interweb. Like, like Lloyd, today's the first day you and I have met. Yeah. But the majority of names that you've mentioned are, are friends of mine. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that I know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just such a small community, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I tell you what, <clears throat> you could have your worst enemy, you know, somebody that you hate. But if their boat's sinking and you're the closest boat, you're going to be there. You know, yeah. I mean, just without. Just the way it goes. Yeah, just without even thinking about it, you know. Cause, I mean, we are brothers, you know, and I, I think that's the important thing too, you know, and and like in pollock fishing, we fish in a fleet, you know, where you know you'll always have boats around you. Where crab fishing, sometimes you might not, you know, you might have somebody too far away, but then they still talk to each other, you know, and and you just want to make sure everybody's covered, you know. Yeah. Cause I mean, these boats going down are they're tragic, you know. Yeah, yeah, we've we've had a pretty bad rash of that here lately you know oh, i know a couple of them and it's been years and then all of a yeah. sudden yeah you know uh, oh yeah well like i was telling you about the safety earlier you know i mean geez i bet you there was 30 40 boats going down a year you know back in the early 70s or late 60s anyways wouldn't know? that be something to have that many where it's almost commonplace to hear it on the radio with yeah. someone in distress yeah i know no i'd be it'd be horrible you know yeah yeah no, well, I always said, you know, I mean, you know, here I am going to spend 40 years of my life in the Bering Sea, and I'm probably going to drown in a bathtub at the Hilton Hotel or something. <laughs> well, the guy you're talking about, Randy, yeah, yeah. I mean, he went through horrible stuff. Oh, yeah. And what happened? He got a car wreck? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he was trying to get a tilapia farm going right, you know, right. down in California or something. Mm -hmm. Lloyd and I could probably do a whole hour just on Randy, yeah. Randy stories. That's oh, yeah. what a character this guy was. Oh, yeah. It was, he was beyond funny, and he worked for Trident, of course, so, yeah. you know. Well, they'd shovel him off to us every now and again. Yeah, right, he got right. out of hand. He was a guy that you just could never miss, and he, yeah. you always knew what he was thinking, because he was telling you right to your face, right. Mark. I think you look like crap, you know. <laughs> just, that's right. how he was. Then, then the fact that he was about six four, six five, <laughs> tattoos all over his body, yeah. and oh, a big that, handlebar that, bust. That couldn't be intimidating no, at all. No, no. Oh, he was hilarious. Oh, yeah. He either loved him or hated him. Yeah, I, I tell you, I love the guy. He was just so funny. Uh, man, oh man. Yeah, we're we're about out of time here, but Lloyd, I, I really appreciate you coming and talking to us today. And yeah, no, I appreciate it too. You know, it's actually kind of fun to start. To start hashing old you, memories you got, back. Do you got any any last minute story you want to throw in there? Oh, before I ask Jack to encourage you to pick one out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got lots of Lloyd stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I think I used them all up. Now all the good ones, anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come out and sit with us today, and and uh, maybe maybe you stew on this for a few weeks and come back and decide you got some more to talk about or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might have a few more stories. I might have some good stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give it some thought. Yeah. And, and yeah, we, did, we didn't prep you at all. No, no. No, no, no this no is cold turkey, man. You had no oh, idea yeah. what you are going to talk about. That's, and that's, the, that's the whole idea of this program is yeah. Uh, you and I didn't even speak before you came in here and were sitting five minutes probably. Yeah before we started this right yeah and uh and that's the whole idea of it i don't i don't want anything fake i want it real oh yeah well yeah. you got as much real as i can <laughs> then you don't have to worry about prep me talking you know because i'm that's real good. i'm real good at it you know? <laughs> jack anything you want to add before we close this out no i just thinking of his portuguese we i mean we got so many stories yeah. but uh you know i do want to say i think i said on my last broadcast when i came out as a skipper jimmy mcmanus was the only outside boat i knew Storm Petrol, because I, I was just a young boy from Akatan. I didn't know anybody, and and sure enough, he said, yeah, I'm rotating out. Lloyd's coming to take the boat, and I freaked out going, well, who the hell's Lloyd, man? What am I going to do, you know? And then Lloyd came right alongside me, and he just couldn't have been a better friend. Helped me out, walked me through everything. I mean, it was it was awesome, you know? It was nothing, never, never a word for anything in return, just a, helping out a guy. So anyway, I got fond memories of working with this guy all these years. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, when I when I first contacted you, Jack, and asked you to come on come on board and do the show with me, uh, you said there's a there's a guy you gotta get. Oh yeah, you gotta get Lloyd. You gotta. And uh, and and here we sit. Yeah, and here we sit. Because you know from Lloyd, he's gonna know fifty other guys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fish know? for those later. Yeah, you know, we're all uh, fishermen of sorts, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Good so deal. all right, so um, Lloyd, again, thanks a lot for coming. Oh by yeah, today. yeah, thanks for having me. All right, guys. Uh, this has been another uh, installment of Galley Stories, Stories of the Bering Sea and Beyond. And I am and will remain your host, Mark Kaler. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Wow. Right on.